With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host stormy bonatoni on vsin the Sports Betting Network. We are rocking and rolling on a big Newsday Tuesday as we welcome you back to the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Stormy Bonantoni live at VEASAN, our VEASAN studio at Circa Resort and Casino. Michael Lombardi battling the at-home elements today. Yeah. It, Michael, so it's time for what's on Michael's mind. And I was curious, what's on your mind other than shielding the microphone from the, the barking of... of Bella today. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this is not an easy, this is not an easy venue for me. I've got grandchildren running around. I got to keep them quiet. I got a dog that is a, is Italian and loves to bark and speak her mind. So it's a, it's a challenge for me to do it from here, but we're going to muddle through it. What's on my mind was what I saw yesterday after we did our show. I read the Odell Beckham contract uh, comments about how you know, he's going to give it his all, but he can't promise anything after next year. And that we'll see what happens. What, what was it? I, he said that I'm thinking this is my last year. I'm going to give it my all. And then if something happens after that, we can go from there. I, I mean, how is that even like, would you want to give 15 million to a player who's not sure he wants to play more than a year? I'm going to give it my all. That's great. But we also know that the reality of it is, is when he leaves, they gave him a one-year contract. He mm-hmm. leaves with $11 million of ca- salary cap debt. Mm-hmm. And this is a player that hasn't played very much in the last year. I mean, you know, since he blew out his knee in the Super Bowl, we haven't seen his production. I mean, his yards, his percentage of catch to, to, to targets has been well below 55%. You have to go back to the 19 season in Cleveland when it wasn't 55 He hasn't been at 60% and above since since 2018 he hasn't had a hundred yard average season and per game a hundred yard per game since his rookie year i mean this is a guy that made you know he was incredible he had 35 catches in three years and he has lived off those 35 catches to where whatever he says the media runs to him and if i were the gm of the ravens i would be like wait a minute how about winning how about worried about our team winning as opposed to what your future lies next year and you're going to quit yeah. It just blows my mind. And despite all that, 
because of the contract negotiations that were going on with Lamar Jackson and him having a little wish list of a piece that he would want, OBJ being at the top of that, he gets the one-year $15 million deal despite missing all of last season on his second ACL surgery and being 30 years old. When you talk about the recent history, third team in four years, missed 25 games the last five, and I mentioned the two knee surgeries. Like, I don't know what's... What could lead you to believe, with the exception of just a couple spurts in that last season with L.A. where he was productive, but he, was, he wasn't he was a number one wide receiver in that role by any means in that <sighs> offense. So, like, I don't know what leads them to believe that he's worth the money that they're paying them and that he's going to get – that he's going to be this dynamic. I don't know. It's just – it's not my favorite signing. It's, it's remarkable. And, you know, what we're going to lead here, too, is he's Hall of Fame worthy. I mean, can you imagine that people think he's a Hall of Fame player? Has he had Hall of Fame catches? Oh, without a doubt, he's had a Hall of Fame catch. He said he's had those. He's had Hall of Fame drops, too, now. Let's not confuse that. When you have a below 60% catch uh, uh, situation in terms of percentage to uh, throws to what you catch, you're dropping balls. You know, you're not making the catches. And so, like, is he Hall of Fame worthy? I mean, look, my next book, Football Done Right, I mean, Sterling Sharp's not in the Hall of Fame. And Sterling Sharp is way better receiver. 18 touchdowns in the National Football League. No one's, other than Jerry Rice, you know, no one's, Randy Moss and Jerry Rice are the only two names that go along with that. So to think that this is a Hall of Fame receiver is a joke. I mean, I can remember being, when his rookie year, everybody thought he was the best player in the league, and that has carried on. And, and I would not be surprised if he doesn't have a good season this year. If he does, you know, nobody, again, he's not a number one receiver. Yeah. I know that's going to make a shocking news statement to you, but he's not a number one receiver. Yeah, he'll, the consistencies, I would never expect to be there, but he'll give you that big pop play on a highlight every once in a while. And so I guess my follow-up to that is when you look at the Ravens this year and they have the new offensive coordinator in Todd Monken trying to turn around what's been such a run-heavy offense with Lamar being this amazing dual-threat athlete that he is, they want to be more effective in the pass game. They want to go up-tempo a bit more. And you have, in addition to OBJ, um, Rashad Bateman, who should be practicing soon, by the way, um, he, he is on PUP. We saw that come through, but Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, um, a healthy JK Dobbins with all of the different weapons that they have around here now and being able to spread it out. Could he be maybe that missing piece that could put the Ravens in a position to contend down the line this season? Yeah, I mean, if he stays healthy, I think, you know, certainly he's going to help them. I mean, he's not a, a disastrous right. player. But when you go through it, Stormy, when you go to Pro Football Reference, which is a very good site to look at, and it basically takes current players and compares them to their numbers to what the Hall of Fame players have gotten. And they rank the players based on what their years of service and their performance. And that you come up with a number. Now, I don't always necessarily agree with the number, but but the number one receiver that has ever played the game, Jerry Rice, his Hall of Fame number is 311.99, 311.99. Odell Beckham's is 33.88. That's the separation. Now, fairness, Randy Moss is at 150. Marvin Harrison's at 147. You know, this guy's at 33. So let's throw Rice out. He's the anomaly. Like, it's not even close like it's like Reggie Wayne's at 109. Julio Jones is at 107. And we're talking about this guy being a Hall of Fame player. We're talking about this guy. And we treat him like he's like he's the best receiver in all of football. He's a good player. 
a good player, but he's not. He, there'll be an article, I promise you, when he's done playing, how he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's it's odd for sure the national conversation that has just continued to grow about this guy for no true reason other than a couple of really, really cool, awesome catches that have made his career. But the consistency, again, not there. But for the Ravens receiving core, obviously he'll be a plus if he stays healthy. Last year, that group combined for just 1,517 yards, the fewest in the NFL and the fewest combined yards by a wide receiver group in a single season since the Ravens in 2019, just to give you a little bit of um, a view on how that receiving core has played out the last couple of years. I know there's another thing on your mind. Um, we were talking about the Circa Survivor contest moments ago, but we have a, a DraftKings Pick'em contest that is coming as well this season, Michael. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for this. I mean, DraftKings uh, has been progressive in all these areas, and I know Johnny Avella was on uh, last night talking about it. I think we have a clip, don't we, Steph, of him explaining uh, from the VEASAN last night show, from VEASAN tonight last night, going through it. So I, I think he'll do a better job explaining it, Stormy, than I could. It's a yeah, $50,000 entry fee, uh, pro football contest only, uh, pick five games a week, and um, you know we're only we're paying three places: fifty percent to uh, first place, thirty percent to second, twenty percent to third. Now, you you know why only three places? You say, well, at fifty thousand a pop, I don't know how many entries you get. We're we're guaranteeing a million dollars, so we're guaranteeing at least twenty will be in it. Anything over twenty is going to get added to the prize pool. So. It's a you know it's a big entry fee, one of the biggest ever for a football contest. Um, you know Vegas, I'd like to see some uh, Vegas players get in it. Uh, how do they do that? Well, they'll just have to go to Arizona to register and then make their picks from Arizona or any other spot where DraftKings uh, is live. Yeah, this is not your mom or dad's pick 'em no, contest, is... is it, Michael? No, this is a big boy one. You got to put your big boy pants on for this yeah. one. First, the, the entry fee is enormous. You pick five games each week against the spread, uh, and the last week of the season doesn't count. So, I, I and there's only a two maximum. You know, the only mm -hmm. two tickets can be written. I wonder, and, and I believe, I, I don't know, but but a lot of the Vegas ones, Stormy, you can't. You have to be in Vegas to register, and then you hire proxies. But I would suspect that if you're in a state that has DraftKings. Uh, all you need to do is use your app to be a part of this contest. So I'm not sure, at least just based on the last little tidbit that Johnny said where he wants to get some Vegas players involved, but you'd have to come down to Arizona. So maybe it is a proxy situation there as well, but that's easy to do. And there are a lot of really, really good services available for you to be able to be in a state that has that geolocation yeah. so that you can ping and make your picks. Pick, picking five games ATS every week is oh. a really, really hard thing to do. We know just playing the the $1,000 entry contest here at Circa, but a $50,000 entry, I'll be very curious to see what the final number is in terms of people and players that they get in this. If you have a significant bankroll, make sure you do it. You also get the opportunity to skip a week, which is really cool that if you see one week specifically where you're like, I hate everything on this card, you yeah. can just bail out of it some of those weeks, right? Don't you some of those weeks you're like, I, I just don't like it. You know, and, and if you skip a week in any of the other contests, there's five losses and you're never going to recover from five. I mean, to win the million dollar circuit contest, you need to be around 71, 72%. That's a hard so, thing to do. And there's so many entrants. With this, the pool is obviously going to be much smaller. 
Right. And that's really why you would want to do this, because the pool. Now, some people that the, the Derek and Mike Palm, Derek Stevens and Mike Palm, they allow now, I think it was what, 10 entries are allowed in the circuit contest. Yep, 10 this year. So that's $10,000 that you would invest if you went that high. So, look, it, it is really it, – it is like, you know, what they had in The Sopranos, the executive game. Remember they had that executive game where they brought in all these high rollers? Frank Sinatra Jr. was in it. Silvio was in it. This is the executive game for the contest. Yeah, the the other game is the one that uh, – that what what's Tony's, like – kids friends dad that tried to get into the oh yeah the game that guy that, oh, the, the, yeah the kid the guy who owned davy davy yes. scatino yes he owned the, he owned the uh the uh, athletic store he owned a dick sporting goods before it was called dick sporting goods out there and they and they just took him over they just mm -hmm. basically they whitewashed him out and he's he, he was last we saw him he had his car packed with stuff on the top of the car and then Tony's mom nearly got him in trouble because of the plane <laughs> tickets from the sporting yeah. goods store. It's a whole thing. If you don't know it what we're talking patience. about, you have yes. that patience. You got to watch it. We got to take a big, a quick break. But the big one pro football contest at DraftKings, $50,000 entry fee, going to be a limited pool of players. The winner gets a million dollars back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever heard about the thought, the sounds of speeding? Drive too fast and you could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing because one way or another, speeding catches up to you. Paid for by NHTSA. Welcome back to the Lombardi line. Lots of NFL talk today. We'll continue some of our NFL training camp burning questions here in a moment. Also in about 15 minutes, VSIN writer Aaron Moore is going to join us. College football analyst, break down all things Pac-12. I know he has some season win totals that he's been looking at. And at the end of the hour, Lombardi's list, we're going to look at the top new assistant coaches 
in the NFL that Michael has listed out from five to one. So excited for that conversation. But let's start out here going back to some of those burning questions with NFL training camps. We were talking earlier about teams like the Packers and the Steelers yesterday, the Houston Texans teams with some unproven quarterback situations. And next I want to turn to the Atlanta Falcons because after more than a decade of Matt Ryan and not being able to get Deshaun Watson, they saw the Marcus Mariota experience largely fail last season, but they did give a chance to their young quarterback. Desmond Ritter got a four game audition and they decided that that was enough to have him be the starting quarterback here in 2023. With all of the weapons that are surrounding Ritter, the Falcons are getting a lot of love from betters this preseason, taking them in the division, thinking that they're going to be a playoff team. My burning question to you is, is he enough at the quarterback position? Do you think that we will see him be the missing piece at quarterback that they've been wanting the last year? You know, last season, Stormy, the Atlanta Falcons only had one game where they didn't rush for over 100 yards, and that was the Rams game in the second week of the season. Uh, they only had 90. They turned it over three times. So when they don't run the ball, there's a propensity to turn the ball over. And that was the only game where they had more than two turnovers. And that formula won't work. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what must happen is Desmond Ritter must prove he can throw the football, that he's going to have to back them off. And they need to run the ball. I mean, they had four games of 200 yards rushing last season. They had two more at over 170 yards rushing. And they had three more at over 160. So this is a run team. And I don't think that's going to change with Arthur Smith. I think he's now that he's added B. John Robinson, he's added another weapon. It's going to be play action. It's going to be easy throws. But at some point, he's going to have to show that Ritter can run a drop back pass game. I think everything about Atlanta is about why they're going to be better is because they have to be better defensively. Like they can't be any worse than they were last year defensively. I think that's what it really comes down to. They were, you know, the, the teams could keep the ball the longest against them. They gave her 29th in points allowed defensively. Uh, they, they gave up the most amount of plays and the 31st amount of yards in the league. So they've got to improve in that area. And I still think that's going to be the bigger challenge. The one thing we do know is he can't change his style. Mm -hmm. He's got to play a certain way. He's no different than the Tennessee Titans, which is where he was before. I was, when it comes to Desmond Ritter, I was very disappointed when he came in last season because of all of the numbers that you just listed off, with the way that their offense had performed, I really thought that he was going to step in and open up the pass game for them, and that just wasn't the case. Uh, in four games, 708 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, but yeah. two and two in those wins over the Arizona Cardinals, who were terrible, and the Bucks, who didn't even play their starters for the entire game because they had already secured the NFC South right. and didn't need to. So, yeah. I, you know, it, it, it was unfortunate yeah. that that's the way that things played out. I just really, really wonder if he can take that step because of all the, I mean, Drake London, Scotty Miller, I know wasn't awesome with the Bucks, but I think he has potential to be a good slot receiver. Yeah. Kyle Pitts, Jonu Smith, Bijan Robinson, and, and Tyler Algier in the backfield. Like, there's so many good elements there. Right, and they have, what, three number one picks in their offensive line. You know, they have a number two pick this year in their offensive line. It's going to start left guard, Matthew Bergeon. So the, their offensive line should be elite. I mean, they played, they paid Lindstrom as the highest paid yeah. guard. It's why, it's why Zach Martin wants to hold out. I mean, they've got everything in place for a quarterback. But, you know, Ritter was compared a lot to Dak Prescott. Well, when Dak Prescott had his opportunity to play in Dallas after the injuries to Tony Romo, he came in and played right away. He was ready to play. What scares you about Ritter is he played a lot in college. 
and he played very carefully in, the, in those mm-hmm. four games. He was scared to throw the ball. I don't think he felt like he had command of the accuracy to throw the ball. He wanted any window that looked tight, and every window in the NFL looks tight. He didn't want to put the ball there. And so they're going to have to cure that. And they've got enough skill players to do it. Are they good enough on defense? Their entire defensive line is over 30. They signed Calais Campbell. He's going to start for them. You know, Bud Dupree was a cap casualty at Tennessee. He's going to start for him. You know, they signed David Amada from the New Orleans Saints, who's a really good three technique, but he's going to start for him. So it's going to be interesting if they can stay healthy up front. Grady Jarrett was their best defensive lineman last year, and now he's at least got some guys around him if they can stay healthy at age 30. Yeah, you got to have improvement there. For Desmond Ritter, his yardage prop set at 2,600 and a half, touchdowns 15 and a half. Any real feel on those numbers? I mean, if you like Atlanta to win the South, which I don't, but if you do like him, then you got to play the over. He's not going to win it throwing for less than 3,000 yards. I just don't see it. He's going to have to make some throws because the NFL is too good at 17 games to be able to sit there and say, okay, you're going to have Mariota couldn't make those throws. You know, when you watch him and they ran the ball as effectively as they did, but he couldn't make the throws that they needed into tight windows. I think if this is one of those where if you're playing if you're playing them to win the South, you better play Ritter to go over 2600. Yeah, well, we're Team Carolina Panthers on this program, yes. so let's. I mean, might as well go there next because uh, you know you got a rookie quarterback coming in, a new coaching staff, several failed experiments at quarterback since Cam Newton, and a, a head coach in Matt Rule who had a lot of success in college that never translated to the NFL. So you bring in Frank Reich. Yeah who hires this, what I feel is a tremendous coaching staff below him, an incredible talent at quarterback, but I know there are the size concerns with how much he'll hold up. My burning question when it comes to training camp is will and should Frank Reich handle camp differently now that he's in his second stint as a head coach, and how quickly can our guy Bryce Young become a legit NFL guy under center? Well, I think the one thing he's going to have working for him is he's going to have an offense that is built around, much like Atlanta, the run game. And he's going to have a lot of throws that will be, lack for lack of a better term, that will be easy. Frank Wright should be able to make the game a lot easier for him, slow it down. And this team's close. I mean, this team's got the ability defensively to stay in games, and they did last year. I mean, think about it. I mean, Matt Rule loses the opening game of the season you know, when Cleveland makes the kick to beat them, they lose 26-24. The next week against the Giants, you know, they, they play the Giants toe-to-toe, the Giants beat them by a field goal. Then they beat New Orleans, and then Arizona comes in and beats them by 10 and shouldn't have. Now, the card, the 49er game, they were not in that game at all, and then they fired them. So he's 1-4 and four, got fired. But he, they easily could have been 2-2, two and two. Mm-hmm. and perhaps he stays, but Sam – I mean, excuse me, Baker Mayfield was so bad in those games that they really couldn't hit three turnovers against New Orleans. He had so many times. So I think they're going to be better defensively. They'll run the football effectively. They kept James Campen as the offensive line coach, which I think is key. And defensively, I think they're going to be as good, if not better. And I like, yeah, I like their DC as well, Evero. Um, for Young, former Heisman Trophy winner, um, 3,400 and a half passing yards, his prop number. Touchdowns 22 and a half, and he is a five to one shot, second shortest behind Bijan Robinson for offensive rookie of the year. We did have some good news coming out of Panthers camp this morning, by the way, as well, that their corner JC Horn 
will be ready to go for camp after missing most of OTAs in a walking boot. So a little boost there. Yeah. To the he, he's important for yeah. him. Him and, ja him and Jackson give him a really good corner combination with Chen as their slot corner, who's a very good safety. I mean, this is a defense. Now, Brian Burns has got to stay healthy, right? And the way Derek Brown played last year at three technique is important. They need him to be really to, to take hold of that team defensively. And, you know, they've signed Shy Tuttle to play inside with them. So they've improved there. But they're good enough defensively. They can hang in there with anybody. And, and if, especially if if they get that kind of rush a, a, out of uh, Burns, if he comes back and plays at the high level, I know he's coming off an injury. If he does that, it can be really effective. I do have their season win total over. I like the plus um, money price at plus 375 for them to go ahead and win the division as well. So we'll see if that can come to fruition for the Carolina Panthers. I, I have so many questions about these rookie quarterbacks in general. I think that Bryce Young is going to be the the best of the of the group, but you have the boomer bust potential of a guy like Anthony Richardson. When I look at that offensive rookie yeah. of the year odds board, I, I'm questioning, like, I think I want to bet Bryce Young there, but Anthony uh, Richardson uh, could trip me up. No, I, I think you got to bet Bryce Young. I mean, yeah. I, it's gonna, the game's going to be hard for Anthony Richardson. He's not going to take, he didn't take the Southeast conference by storm. Remember past performance predicts future achievement. You know, Anthony, even that, even the owner of the team said he's going to be a work in progress. Everybody in, in Indy knows he's a work in progress. It's going to take time. You know, Bryce Young is ready to play right now. Bryce Young, look, if Kenny Pickett did what he did in Pittsburgh last year, only turning the ball over five times in the last nine games of the season, I think Bryce Young will have that kind of impact on their offense. Yeah, plus 450 on the odds board, and we know he's the day one starter, whereas Anthony Richardson – um, at least they're telling us we're going to have a quarterback competition between he and Gardner Minshew out there in Jacksonville. How long will that last? We'll have to wait and see. Anthony Richardson again, 7-1, though, on the Offensive Rookie of the Year odds board. We are going to take a quick break here, but still plenty more to come this hour on the Lombardi line. Don't go anywhere. Turn our attention to college football coming up next. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. You'll get a daily email recapping all of the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the vsin.com slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check out the top VSIN experts leaderboard as well to view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For recent pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now. It's just 19 bucks at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's also where you can find some of the win total selections. We're going to go over right now with great friend of the show, Aaron Moore, VSIN writer, sports media professional. We have been slowly throughout the summer working our way through a number of different collegiate conferences. Excited today to tackle the Pac-12 because I know this is a league that that Michael and I at least think could be one of the more intriguing in college football this year. Aaron, how are you? Very good, Stormy. Thanks for having me. And I think when you're saying the Pac-12 intriguing, that's a great word because we've, we've looked at the last couple of years, well, there's the power conferences and the Pac-12 is part of it. The Pac-12 is always an afterthought. But this season, really, this could be the emergence of the Pac-12 as, as really one of the top conferences strangely when they're going to lose two of their top teams. So it is a very intriguing season for the Pac-12. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of it, Aaron, comes down to how good the quarterbacking play is. I mean, everybody talks about Caleb Williams and Michael Penix, but Cameron Ward at Washington State, DeLoren at Arizona is a really good player. I mean, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this in this conference that I don't think people realize. I mean, Cam Rising at Utah, I don't think they realize how good the quarterbacking play is going on out west. And that, Michael, there really is tiers of the Pac-12. There is the Caleb Williams, there's the Michael Penix, the Bo Nix is at the top, and then the other players in the middle of the quarterback position in the middle and bottom teams are still very good. And I think that's one of the main ways, if you're going to handicap a conference, if you're going to look at it from top to bottom, really the conversation has to start with a quarterback. And this is a conference very top-heavy with quarterbacks. But as you said, Cam Rising. There is a very good quarterback at Utah. His team has won this conference the last two years, and he really doesn't get a lot of national respect. So that just tells you how good the quarterback play is, that Cam rising for what he's done at Utah, he's an afterthought in a way. He, I know, still not technically medically cleared yet by doctors, but good to hear at Pac-12 Media Days that he said he fully expects to be there starting their opener at Florida. And yeah, he's one of my favorite players in the league. I was trying to sell everybody on him for Heisman last year because his odds were just so long at 80 to one, but then they go and lose to Florida week one. And it was kind of never got back to form the way that you want it to. But when we talk about this conference as a whole, yes, the quarterback play is going to have a huge impact. And because of that, how many teams truly Aaron, as you look at the PAC 12 this year could contend for a title. I know we have USC there at the top with year two of Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, but there's a lot of options. Absolutely. So you've got your USC, you've got your Utah, your Washington, Oregon, those top four teams, everybody is mentioning. And as Michael said, Oregon State is the team in that next tier that's going to get a lot of betting attention just because they are one of those teams that are being overlooked. You can get them to win the Pac-12 at 40 to 1. That is a very good team right there. Excuse me. I'm sorry. 11 to 1, Oregon State. 11 to one, a very good team, experienced quarterback. So that's a team in play that's right below the top tier. So those, just once again with the Pac-12, I think you have to look at it with tiers and Oregon State is definitely the top team in the middle tier. Yeah, let's talk about the bottom team, right? David Shaw is no longer the head coach at Stanford. Troy Taylor, the former quarterback from the Jets, takes over, former head coach at Cal Davis. So what can we expect from Troy Taylor and this and the Stanford team, which I know they have some transfers, but you got to believe it's hard to get players, A, into Stanford as undergraduates, but it's got to be even harder to get them on the transfer portal. So, so, Michael, what can we expect from Stanford? I think by handicapping it, this could be one of historically one of the worst mm -hmm. teams in the Power Five. And it really comes back to all the fallout of what happened with COVID, the change in coaching, the very difficult aspect of getting players into Stanford to begin with. That was always difficult. But if it was Bill Walsh, if it was David Shaw, they found ways to bring in those players and they kept that program probably better than most people think. But now we're in the era of the transfer portal. It's even harder for Stanford to get those players in. And in the, the post-COVID time and all of the turnover, I really think Taylor's first season could be historically bad. And when I look at it just from a betting standpoint, you can get this team to look at their win total is, is a pretty interesting way of doing it where you can get them 
three wins. I, I just don't see them getting three wins. I think you're going to get two wins at best. I really like the under three wins of their total for the, for the season. And you can get them one and a half conference wins. I like that under as well. I think, Michael, if you look at this schedule of Stanford, I don't think you see a lot of wins. I think you see a lot of blowouts. And as we're talking about the Pac-12, Colorado is getting so much attention. And now a lot of people are saying it's probably a little bit inflated because of Dion. Don't overlook how bad Stanford can be. I really think you should focus on their win totals and the under, both for the season and the conference. Yeah, even with all the Coach Prime hype with Colorado, the betting market still tells you win totals three and a half for a reason. And a lot of people will have that juice on the, uh, there's juice on the under with a lot of people buying in on that number. And then for Stanford, the line totally rebuilt. You have to replace your quarterback in Tanner McKee. Defense has been an issue for years. Caillou Blue Kelly is off to the NFL as well. I mean, just, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. We see that bet MGM number at two and a half, but win total three elsewhere. So make sure you find the best number that you can. I see you have a bet on a team to make the Pac-12 championship game, and it is not the USC Trojans. Who do you have making the big game? So I like, in this case, Stormy, you can get Washington to make the championship game, not necessarily to win it, but to make it at a plus number. You can get that at plus 130. And the main way that, that I came across this bet and handicapping it, once again, I think it's something you need to do at this point of the season when looking at college football, is look at their schedule. So you've got Washington. They are getting Oregon and Utah. Those two teams are coming to Seattle. That is a big boost for them in the scheduling. So I like the way, besides how much I like Washington as a team and Kalen DeBoer and what he has there with Michael Penix, the schedule really works out well for Washington. They're getting Oregon and Utah at home. And then you look at, which obviously everybody's going to focus on, is USC. And you look at USC schedule, I think you want to go right to the middle of the season. They go and they play their big non-conference game at Notre Dame on the 14th of October. Big game for them. Non-conference, that's going to be all the hype. Is this USC team back to what they used to be in their glory? But then the following week, which is even a bigger game, they are then going to Utah. And that game might decide the Pac-12 regular season uh, title uh, at the top where Washington is included in there. But that might knock one of these teams out of that championship game. And if that happens, then I think you got Washington, which has a much favorable schedule coming in. And you can get that number at plus 130. I think that's a pretty good bet. Knowing that, and I, and I love Washington's program. I love the Boer. I love Penix. Would you take, would you bet Penix to win the Heisman if you believe Washington can do that and get, maybe they get to the final four? Penix could have a hell of a chance to be the Heisman winner. So, Michael, could he win the Heisman? Does he look like a Heisman player? Sure. I think if you like Washington, you're going to like that. That, However, that's not one that I would advocate for just because of what we saw last year with Williams winning the Heisman. It's difficult. They're Pac-12. It's difficult to win it because of the West Coast, because of the schedule, all those different aspects from the media narrative standpoint. But Williams was at USC, and I think he does get a boost about that. Penix in Washington is always going to be overlooked. He's going to be overlooked by Williams. Perhaps he's going to be in the same battle with Bo Nix. I think of too many Pac-12 quarterbacks are there. I'd want a higher number. I think if I like Washington, 
I don't necessarily think I'm going to put my bet with Penix. I think there's too many hurdles. Now, could he play like a Heisman Trophy winner? I hope he does with the Washington futures I have. I just think from a media standpoint, it's going to be difficult from him for him to get past the West Coast stigma and then get past these other Pac-12 quarterbacks. I agree with you that I wish it was a better number to buy in on, but I, I do like the argument for Michael Penix for a couple of reasons, Aaron. While... Like, he started to at least gain some of that traction last year. It wasn't talked about for a long time until November, December, but ended the year leading all of college football in total offense, 35 total touchdowns. And um, you bring a pair of 1,000-yard receivers back, you're going to have the opportunity to go head-to-head with Caleb Williams as well late in the season, depending on on how well they play shaking out. Like, that could be a really good kind of test and measuring stick type of a game between quarterbacks. I don't know. I think that there's some arguments there. So, so absolutely, Stormy. He has the weapons of Doomsday McMillan. He's got the weapons. He clearly got the traction last year. But I think overall, if we're looking at the Heisman market, you have to look at the media obstacles that are in front of certain players. In Penix and Seattle, that's going to be a problem. Awesome stuff, Aaron. Appreciate the time. Great job. Also good to note, the last repeat Heisman Trophy winner was Archie Griffin in 74 and 75. Caleb Williams, your favorite to repeat. I don't know. Just saying. Hasn't happened. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Plus, if you're planning a trip, you can also convert BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows 
and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located right here on the Las Vegas Strip or nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're wrapping things up here on the Lombardi line on a Tuesday. And, Michael, a, a couple other just quick thoughts as we round out our Pac-12 conversation. Really appreciate the time from Beeson writer and sports media professor Aaron Moore for joining us again moments ago. But I was surprised that, I mean, Oregon, too, a team with a nine-and-a-half win total, only got one first place vote in the preseason poll. And that to me is just another example of showing how competitive it is at the top in this conference this year. Yeah, I, I think the, you know, the Pac-12, because nobody watches a lot of their games, everybody thinks UCLA, USC, you know, Oregon, you know, Washington's really good. They stubbed their toe against Arizona State last year, which cost them a chance to really represent the, the Pac-12 in the, in the tournament. I think, and DeBoer's a really good coach, and Penix has renewed his career. It's going to be a fun division, but I think one of the things that we touched on, and I know we have a betting tip coming up, but the fact that when there's bad teams in a really good conference, I don't know if the book gets those lines right all the time. Mm -hmm. So like Stanford, I, I think you have to be really cognizant when those good teams play like Stanford or Cal you might be able to get the right line or they might not set the right line for those games. Yeah, that was really good intel that we got on Stanford specifically and, and Colorado too, just because of the hype surrounding a guy like Deion Sanders coming in and revamping the program. But you also have to remember they have like 13 returning scholarship players. They are really yeah. starting it's gonna over. It's going to be tough. One team yeah. though, I do think Cal actually, I know that they're a, a lower level team in the, in the conference. I think they could be improved and maybe go over their win total. Um, I know some pressures mounting on their head coach, Justin Wilcox, coming off a four and eight season, 10 and 18 over his three years at the program. But five of those eight losses last year were one score games. They lost them by mm -hmm. seven points or fewer, went toe to toe with Notre Dame and Washington, had a backdoor cover against USC. I feel like there's some reason that they could maybe turn a corner this year. So We'll have to wait and see, but Cal is a team that I'm actually looking at that win total of five and thinking maybe they can get it over. Um, Justin Wilcox is a really good guy. I don't want to see him get fired. Um, and he's a really good coach too, yeah. right? I mean, he is a good coach. And so, you know, his de he just hasn't been able to fix the offense. Like most defensive coaches, you know, he's not been able to fix it. And I think that's been the bigger issue. Last year, their offense was really, really bad. Yeah, you, they bring in a new offensive coordinator in Jake Spavadol, so maybe he can be the little key ingredient there to turn around the offense. Let's get to our pro tip, though. You teased it. We do one of these every single day here on the Lombardi line. Every show at VEASAN does as well. They're searchable by sport and by show at VEASAN.com. But today's tip is about college football and a great note from our guy Aaron Moore reminding us not to overlook some of these conference win totals, um, you know, this lets you focus on how they're going to match up with teams within their own conference versus the entirety of the schedule helps you narrow the focus a little bit and you have a good read on a league conference win totals might be the thing for you. Yeah, I mean, I think to me, this is really an important tip because when you break it down, right, and you really spend time, you know, with the win totals and you look at it like the and then you stay in the conference, it really helps you, again, narrow your focus because part of betting is narrowing your focus. Like you talked about, you know, when you have to play five games, that's hard. 
We talked about that in the contest. We're going to eliminate one week. You just don't like any games. And so I, I think mm-hmm. that's where you really do a good job. One of the things we used to do when I was in the league, uh, Belichick and I, we would scout by conference. So we would start after the draft on the Pac-12, let's say, and he would start at the North and I would start at the South. And we would start by watching one team, say Arizona's offense, and he would watch Washington's defense. And then we would just go through the conference Mm. watching Arizona's offense against the defenses that they played. And before too long, you really had a sense of the conference. You knew who was good and who wasn't. That's what you need to be a good better in a conference. Again, daily free betting tips available at vcin.com. Appreciate that little note. It's time for these last couple of minutes, Michael, for Lombardi's list. We told the people at home, you have a breakdown of the top five new assistant coaches in the NFL for us today. We'll go from five to one. Who's your number five assistant? Well, I, I put this list together, a little background. I think they can shift. If they do a really good job, they can shift the win total of their teams. Okay. Right? So... I really think Washington at six and a half wins. If Eric Bieniemy is what everybody thinks and everybody says he's been he's been robbed to not be a head coach. I know he's got Sam Howell quarterback, but he also has a really good defense. Six and a half wins. I'm not asking him to be Mike Martz. I'm not asking him to be, you know, the greatest offensive coach in all of football. But if he can get them to seven wins, eight wins, nine wins, they were at eight wins last year. They're a game they're a game and a half behind where they were last year. I think Eric Bieniemy is an assistant who's in a great spot that if he does anything well, you know, he's going to get the credit, especially if they do something well offensively. My next guy is Vance Joseph. And I think Denver, all the talk about Denver has been on Sean Payton and the offense. But Vance Joseph's defense has got to respond. You know, they were good with Vic Fangio. They weren't as good last year as they needed to be. So I think Vance Joseph walks into a situation. He doesn't have Bradley Chubb. He doesn't have Bob. There's a lot of pieces still missing. And I think it's going to be a big year for him to kind of put it all together. And then the third one would be Brian Flores. I know you like Minnesota over eight and a half wins. And you, if you're doing that, you're saying they're going to be better defensively. Mm-hmm. You're saying, yes, they're lucky. They're not going to win all those close games, but they're going to be better defensively. And I think Brian Flores is an outstanding coach. And I, he's the right coach to go with, with Kevin O'Connell because he's tough. Not that Kevin's not, but I think the toughness element to Minnesota is really desperately needed. And even though they're changing who they are and what they're doing, I think it's really going to be important that their defense play with a lot of toughness. Can they get to eight and a half wins? I think you certainly think they could. Mm-hmm. The next guy that I, and this, the next final two are, I think they can shift the, the, the metrics tremendously. And that's Vic Fangio at Miami takes over defense, adds David Long at middle linebacker, really a good player. If he stays healthy, adds Jalen Ramsey at corner who can take away and play there. So, and then they have Bradley Chubb, hopefully healthy. And they have all these players defensively. Everybody talks about their offense, but if they play smart defensively, which they didn't do last year, and they will with Vic Fangio. And if Vic can get their head coach to run the ball a little bit, to not play as much defense, they will be. The reason I like the Browns is because I think the Browns are going to be a lot better on defense. And I think that's because Jim Schwartz. One thing about Jim Schwartz, Vic Fangio, Brian Flores, they understand how to play the game and make the opponent play one-dimensional. Right? So Schwartz is going to – it's hard to run the ball in Jim Schwartz's defense. It's hard to run the ball in Vic Fangio. It's hard to run the ball the way Brian Flores coaches defense. And when that happens, you then have to throw the ball all the time. And as much as the analytical community wants you to throw the ball, 
it really plays the defense because they're going to get a turnover if you throw it. If they can put pressure, you'll make a mistake. So that's what I see. And to me, if you like those overs, like I like Cleveland over, I like it because of Schwartz, Vic, Fangio, I like their defense better. So I, I think that's how you have to look at this. Yeah, and I know you also in our NFL betting guide have the Browns winning that division. But but to your point about Jim Schwartz, some glowing reviews from GM Andrew Barry this past weekend as training camp gets opened up said, I think Jim, his scheme and his system, the defensive line in this system, they're the engine. He said, as he always says, he takes the seatbelt off of those guys. It's about generating negative plays, force errors, turnovers, and it starts with the D-line wreaking havoc. How much will this scheme and Jim Jim Schwartz influence Miles Garrett and really make him play to his capabilities this season? I mean, look, Javon Kirst was great with Schwartz, right? I mean, whenever you go back to the Tennessee days when Schwartz became the head coach of, of the Lions from his time as a defense coordinator in Tennessee, it was because of the front. It was because of the dominant front. And that's what he's going to have in Cleveland. He's going to have the front's going to win the game. And if he can do that, and if they can run the ball, get ahead, and then they can start pressure the passer. They're secondary. Two first-round picks a corner. This is a talented team, Cleveland. They've got to be tough enough. They've got to put it on the field, not on paper. But I think they can. Yeah, and adding Zadarius Smith there as well. A, a lot of good things to come, it seems, for the Browns' defense. Now can Deshaun Watson carry his side of things offensively yeah. and get back to the guy that we know he's capable of, right? Right. There's no question. He can't play any worse, right, Storm? <laughs> No, no. When Jacoby Brissett is beating you out uh, in terms of the stats for your season, there's a problem, I think. I, yeah. No offense to Jacoby Brissett. I'm just saying. No offense. No offense taken. How much you have spent on Deshaun Watson, there are certain expectations in Cleveland, and Absolutely. I'll leave it at that. Great stuff, as always, Michael. Appreciate Thanks, Stormy. Thanks for hanging in there hours. with me today. Appreciate oh, you. We'll get you back to your real office in no time. I hope so. We'll make it happen. That's a wrap for today's edition of the Lombardi Line, but keep it locked, as always, right here on VEASAN Best Bets. Coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.